This is Jaws right now, and you're listening to Talking Schmidt. May 19th, 2019, episode 21 of Talking Schmidt. What'd you guys think? Come on. I haven't watched it yet, but I'm about to after we finish up this podcast episode. Did you like it? Is uh, Danny still alive? Cersei? Sansa? Jamie? Yeah, Game of Thrones. I'm super hyped to watch it. Shout out to all y'all that have Shout put in out. eight seasons. What's next, HBO? What are we going to dive into next for the next seven or eight years? I'd like to give a shout out to uh, shout out. Mark Andrew. Shout out to Drew McKinney. Shout out. Shout out to Noel Fior. Shout out. Shout out to Carlos Navziger Brown. Shout out. Shout out to Mikey McIntosh. Shout out. Shout out to Michael Neiman. Shout out. Shout out to Tim Brooks. Shout out. Shout out to Cheyenne W. Jessakira. Shout out. And shout out. Shout out to the homie down at Blue Plate, Corey Obenor. Shout out. You guys have, uh, one way or another. DM'd me, emailed me, bought a hat, uh, put a smile on my face in the last week, and I appreciate y'all. Speaking of hats, we do have a few left for sale, and you can buy them at TalkinSchmidt.com, which is in progress. It's under construction, but I do have a website coming, so look over at that and email me epicallytrife at yahoo.com any suggestions any stoke any needs whatever always like hearing from y'all um speaking of that the uh app i use anchor a-n-c-h-o-r they have come out with a new function kids and it is pretty cool basically you download the anchor app And you can participate. You can leave me questions, suggestions, whatever, voice message style. And I can just plug them right into the podcast and answer them on the air. Really be stoked if any of y'all would like to participate and do something of that nature. If you're having a hard time but want to do it, feel free to hit me up and I can walk you through it. But uh, yeah, I think that would be a cool little something new for the old next 20 for episode 21 i got to sit down with san francisco giants photographer andy kuno for any of you out there that know me you know that baseball and the san francisco giants pretty dear to my heart uh it's been with me my entire life and i love it oh sick (laughs) i roll yeah, another news, Ben Ramers passed away this last week, and man, my thoughts go out to all of you that were close to him. Enjoy Louis Barletta, Caswell, uh, the cons team, the homies back in England. It is a bummer. And one last thing before we start. Um... <laughs> Oh, uh, big dog's in. Schmitty. What do you think, Schmitty? 96 times, Schmitty. Talking Schmitty. 
<laughs> so fucking busy. Hit my pants, lad. Yeah, roll the decks, it's fucking me. Are you ready? Come on, Smith. I'm here for Greg Smith. Yeah! What's up, humbabers? We're in the inner sunset with San Francisco giant photographer Andy Kuno. How you doing? Doing good. Thanks for the coffee. It doesn't get more SF than this. Yes. A little, a little overcast in the sunset. <laughs> Um, were you born and raised here? Born and raised, yes. San Francisco? Yeah, a true native. Where did you go to school? Um, middle school, uh, Presidio Middle School. Um, that's in the Richmond District. And high school, I went to Lowell High. True or false, you went to school with Mickey Reyes? I didn't know. He's, no. he's way older than me. <laughs> way older. <laughs> Sorry, Mickey. <laughs> did you go to school with anybody that ended, like any skaters in the city? At my high school, there was a guy, a freestyler, Phil Dunn. Was that his name? He used to skate with Ray Myers all the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, I ended up with Ray Myers' mini ramp. I've never met the guy. I, I, it'd be cool to meet him. I mean, he, he seems pretty fascinating. But growing up in my neighborhood, I, I would skate with my neighbors across the street, and um, Javante was not too far away from us, so we skated oh. with him. And he was light years <laughs> away, you know, yeah. ahead of us, just from style and tricks. And uh, But yeah, those, those were fun memories. Is that when did you get into skateboarding? Middle school. Uh, I just remember talking to the surfer dudes in the back of the classroom, and they had a Thrasher mag, and grabbed it, and said, could I borrow this? And I clipped out the uh, subscribe portion of it, and uh, eventually bought a skateboard at Fogtown. Huh. And uh, Jake Phelps, with a lot of people, put together my very first skateboard. Wow. Yeah. Do you remember what it was? It's a white Tony Hawk. Ah. Uh, Indy 169s and Sims B52s. And that board, looking back, was way too big for me because that was probably ideal for someone that was like 5 foot 10 or taller. I mean, I was barely 5 foot then. So looking back, I wish I got a mini cab with smaller trucks and smaller wheels. But you, know, you go with, with who's hot right then. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. What What was the graphic? Do you remember? It, it was, was the, it uh, the skull. Bird? No, it was the skull. Oh, the yeah, skull yeah. one? Okay. Um, and then how long have you been shooting for the Giants? I'm starting my 24th year. 24? Yeah. Kind of got brought in to the fold in 96 by Martha Jane Stanton. She was the photographer then. Kind of remembered me when I was a little kid trying to learn photography at Candlestick. So once I became a semi-adult, you know, freelancing throughout college and after college, you know, she approached me like, hey, I'm looking for someone that could possibly step in and you know she, oh, she cool. saw my work in the papers because they would run big on weekends because no one wanted to work on weekends but i was there kind of made a name for myself in that manner so and, you uh, got the last three or four years of candlestick yeah as a photographer yeah as in association with the giants yes okay but even before that you know i was i've been shooting there since mid 80s when my dad would bring me in so your dad was a photographer um there's a little misnomer because Kuvin Kipe would always refer to him as the team photographer, but back then it was Dennis Deplaw, and Dennis was a good friend of my dad's. Dennis would bring his film to my parents' black and white lab, and we processed not only the Giants, but we did the A's and 49ers. So my dad had connections with these uh, baseball and football teams. Yeah. Oh, wow. But my dad would come in and help out with the team photo, and uh, that's when Kuvin Kipe would always mention my dad because my dad would bring a whistle and get everyone's attention, and uh, it's pretty hilarious. I talk about that with Will Clark all the time. That's so, awesome. Because yeah. Do you have a favorite like giant of all time? Man, that's a tough one. I mean, these players come and go, whether for a cup of coffee or they're a long while. But man, 
so trying to pick your favorite kid and you just can't yeah. do that but i don't know uh i really like matt kane a lot i mean we still keep in contact even though he retired but uh oh, you shoot photos huh yeah so we're always texting each other photos and how neat yeah so it's great to see his growth as a photographer and uh it's coming along so, oh, yeah. cool he was number 18 right well when he first got caught up he was 43 Oh. oh yeah, and then, he uh, and then he eventually switched to eighteen. I never asked him why. That might have been his high school number or call it, yeah. And then that became the uh, the jersey for antihero. Yeah, you've worked with a few. Like you helped us out when we did the OJ show with oh, Jason. That you've was done fun. Some stuff with Cardiel and Dan Wolf, maybe for the Chrome. yeah. That was for Chrome, yeah. Yeah, a few different things at the ballpark. That's super cool. Yeah, it was um, definitely fun to like integrate my two worlds and uh i mean it'd be cool to do more of that but all these restrictions now there's and a lot. If, I, if there's a way i could kind of blend something in I, I, i'll do it but man i have to cross my t's and dot my eyes right now and, yeah uh, i'm sure but, but it was really fun having you and jason Tony out. throwing out the first pitch i'm yeah. sitting there on the field looking at you looking at toy looking at trixie and we're just like it doesn't get better than I know. <laughs> yeah that was so sweet we have the uh press box or whatever what oh that's right luxury suite or whatever do you have a favorite uh skater nowadays i noticed you got a bunch of grosso boards here yeah growing up i mean that was probably one of my favorite graphics the devil and the angel coming uh-huh. out and current writers who's that kid in sacramento miles silva he's pretty amazing um, definitely but I, I always look at the past because i'm like gonna be 47 this summer but um tommy was my guy so yeah tommy g yeah, tommy g yeah favorite story is uh jake and i were in copenhagen and and nikki guerrero was t- telling jake like oh my wife's pregnant whatever i'm gonna mm. and jake's like you got a name for it? he's like no and he's like tommy motherfucking guerrero <laughs> <Awesome. duh." laughs> wow yeah that was so funny i think tommy grew up in this neighborhood too so he used to live on ninth for yeah. sure when i was younger i know he lived on ninth there was a vans video with a shoe but yeah he was on 17th and kirkham and they were filming him there i think okay which is just down the block from here yeah the, this area is yeah. like a lot of epic hill bombing and i've seen his mom at uh eating at howard's cafe Oh, really? Yeah. Hell yeah. I wouldn't know what his mom looks like, but... Oh, the server pointed him out, because... Oh, really? uh, <laughs> pointed her out, excuse me. Yeah. That's Tommy Girl's mom. What are some spots out here that you like to hit? Like uh, food or bars or... Um, Inner Sunset. I like Social Kitchen. Mm-hmm. And there's uh, Novelito. Kind of like a creature habit, so it's usually those two spots. Across 19th, I like going to Sunrise Deli for some really good falafels. Oh, yeah, I've yeah. been there. Yeah um yeah back in high school i was dating a vegetarian and she brought me there i'm like what the hell is this crit crap and i had one bite and i'm like oh my gosh this is amazing so i i'll pop in there every so often and uh, okay yeah. we do truly mad because it's close to the house but yeah. i'll try that one yeah. i love falafels oh yeah that's i've had falafel sandwiches here and there but that's gonna be my standard because it's what I, it's what i grew up on so when you travel with the team i got the i was lucky enough to be in chicago at the same time as you and yeah. uh you pointed out a couple of restaurants is that something that you do with your side time when you're traveling is like find like a really good restaurant to check out like i'm in new york i gotta try this place um or? definitely i mean i think with instagram with all the food knowledge that's out there and also the food network which i watch almost 24 7 it's like you know you always <laughs> see and read about these new places and uh yeah while we we're in chicago i wanted to check out the uh 
one of the goat cafes or restaurants. Um, chef Izzard? Izzard? Yeah, she's an iron chef. So I'm like, all right, I want to try her food. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, you went the day before me, so yeah, and it was pretty good food. Really and, good. We had an amazing breakfast. Yeah, and uh, when I was in New York in 2016, I wanted to try Momofuku, and I mean they have a bunch of little shops here and there, but um, right. just having uh, ramen there was pretty good. And huh. actually, I got there with our video crew, and then beforehand on the plane, one of the players asked, "Hey, where are you gonna go eat?" I said, "I'm gonna go to this place called Momofuku," and sure enough. Corey Garin pops in with Hunter Pence and his and his wife, and then we all ate together. And Hunter picked up the entire tab, so uh, that was that was nice of him. But that's yeah, rad. Yeah, they kind of are foodies, right? Yeah. Hunter and his wife, like they're always when they lived when he was on the Giants. I feel like a lot of the Giants don't live in San Francisco. I think during the candlestick years they didn't, but no, um, most of these guys do live near the ballpark. Oh. Um, unless they have families, then they're out yeah, probably they're in the East Bay. Yeah. But Hunter Wonderful. was like down, t- like you would see Hunter I mean, walking around. He, he, it was cool. Hunter was a very visible giant, yeah. you know, in and out of uniform. So. Uh huh. Staba texted in and wants to know: Have you ever had a helmet full of nachos? No. <laughs> For some reason, if you have a helmet full of nachos, you're a you look in David's mind. Yeah, I want to be on Brad's good side. And Cheryl texted in and wants to know what would your walk-up song be if you were in the big leagues? Not Forever by Tsunami Bomb. If you're familiar. Brandon Belt, say it ain't so. Yeah, the Weezer connection, I really haven't talked to him about it. And even Joe Panic with the STP, because I don't see him as a... Do I don't these know. guys pick out their songs, or does Rennell S- help them? Some or? do, or it, it could be Crawford that's kind of pushing... Crawford's got this oh, sick... He, he, he always has, like, well, RBL or he, something. He, he's the clubhouse DJ, so... Okay. And, yeah, when uh, the playlist, when they do BP, it's his playlist, so... Oh. Yeah. So he's in touch with the tune. Oh. I feel like, I don't know, some of them are like, what is going on with this one? But it's always fun at the end of the year, like the last game, he'll change up everyone's walk-up song yeah, oh. to something really funny. I so you, know, you should pay attention. Cause, okay. yeah, yeah. He's in control of that oh, yeah. for the last he, game? He will, yeah, past couple of years, he submitted all these different songs for everyone, and there's always like some angle. Some funny angle. That's rad. Yeah, I always think about, like, I don't know, there's different people's names, and you're like, this is the perfect opportunity mm-hmm. to use this song or whatever. I, I think Brian Wilson, he did Jump Around or something. Yeah, with Irish was, Roots. I mean, there's a couple ones that get you really pumped yeah. up when they would come out. He grew up in Boston. It wasn't Everlast, but Everlast was a singer. What was the band's name for that? Uh, but they were based in Boston, too, so there was that connection. Yeah. House of Pain? House of Pain. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Yeah, we're dating ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Let's say I'm going with you to shoot a game for uh, one night. Sure. You're like, bring this lens. Bring the long glass, at least the 400. 400. If you want to cover the field. A multiplier. Do you bring like a two-time, like those multipliers? Uh, no? I, I don't like using converters as much because they'll soften the image. Okay. And nowadays, these cameras, the sensors are so good that you could crop in. And you, I mean, they'll have the same effect without losing sharpness. Uh-huh. Um, so minimum 400 
I mean, if you want to cover everything on the field, a 400 would be ideal. Yeah. But some of our spots, a 7200 would you know is ideal for the you know our inside pits um, near home plate. Okay. The 7200 is like good for the hitters. But otherwise, the 400 will cover the rest of the field. Right. I like uh, on your Instagram, people are always like, what if stop? Yeah. And you're always like faster than 160 <laughs> or something like that. Well, someone kept asking the same question or that same question kept popping up. So, you know what? Just being the smart ass I am, I'm like, here's a general answer. And if you're a photographer, you're going to laugh. Yeah. <laughs> What's like some of the weirdest superstitions that you've dealt with? Like some of the players have like you know like i have to do this before the game or have to eat this or whatever i'm really i mean i guess vogel song eating chicken enchiladas that was the, the night before that was real but i've never i never saw it in person but just talking with nicole his wife like uh-huh. wait that was the real deal um but just yeah. before the night he pitched yeah and yeah vogi man two days before his start you just didn't want to make eye contact with him um <laughs> nicest guy in the world too uh-huh. but i just remember like the day before he was gonna pitch he goes andy why, why aren't you like talking to me like dude you're you're like in game mode like don't worry about that wow Vogie. he's got the story we always talk about his story it's like yeah. the vogel son he's got the story it's coming <laughs> what do you think we need right now most i mean we need a lot of things it's, yeah it's like I've never had a season like this in terms of transactions, but it's like kind of a, a transitional era because yeah. we're going from one way of thinking to a different way of thinking. Um, and I think we just need patience. And yeah, we're 40 games in. What are we, six games under 500? I think 17 and 23. Yeah. I mean, we're not too far off the pace. Um, we, if we have like a spark here and there, and that could like ignite the offense and if the pitching should be better um, yeah the bullpen's pretty good yeah it's been doing well but yeah showman pointed out the first 25 games we were pitching well but not hitting and now we're in the reverse that we're scoring a bunch of runs I but I, now so, so i mean that's baseball for you you know you're not gonna have all facets working at the same time yeah. it's it is what it is is it safe to say left field is our number one kind of like weakness because um, it seems like they've already had five different left fielders out there. Yeah. They got Duggar and Wright. I love Pilar. Oh, yeah. He's a great acquisition. Um, and I like having Mac back in left field. So I mean, Yeah, just, let's just, give him a little time, right? Yeah. Yeah. And granted, if he didn't have that concussion last year, who knows? He you know, was on fire. Yeah, he was, on, he was definitely on fire. Um, hopefully no one gets hurt anymore. Um <laughs> Yeah, Posey's dealing with a concussion yeah. from two years ago. That's no, no, it was a foul tip oh. in Cincinnati, from what oh. I read. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, those hand injuries are, you know, not to be taken lightly. No, so yeah, sure. every precaution you could take is uh, the one to take. Um, what's the word around the ballpark about the new scoreboard? Do we like it? I like it. It's better than the other one. Yeah, um, it's kind of confusing. There's a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, almost too much. Um, actually, there's one section that doesn't make sense to me. Um, it's like the lower half. There are all these uh, bars that go across eventually in different colors, but I don't know why it's there. And then the <laughs> clock isn't a real clock. That's it's a, our, it's a that, digital that's clock. That's the one we don't like. Yeah, I love the the quality of the video. It's mm-hmm. amazing. But the clock should be the old time clock up there, and it should never change. To the, there's enough scoreboards everywhere. Exactly. But, but 
you know, I think with a new scoreboard and new look, it, you know, they're, you know, Giants give them credit. They're always trying to refresh right. something for the you know fan experience. Yeah, and that's true. You just can't keep it same old, same old all the time. So, um, yeah, I'm really stoked on the new scoreboard, actually. Yeah, the other night we were watching. I think, do they just show replays of every play now? <laughs> it was like, whoa. Um, they're so crisp. I know. But the whole Duggar being called out at third, he should have been safe. But I don't know what New York's looking at. Yeah. Um, and why does it take them longer than it does for us to look at? It's, it, it's they, I think they need change. to go back and redefine how they do replay. Um, yeah. If they can't get that right, there's definitely an issue. And I don't know why... It has to go through New York. Why can't they have a five-man umpiring crew where you have an umpire that's dedicated to that game? Right. That could see something in the umpire's room, make a decision there. Yeah. Why, why does it have to go to New York? And Yeah, that's true. Because um, everyone's complaining about, yeah. like, cutting seconds from the game. Like That shouldn't be the big issue with MLB trying to cut off five minutes from from, from the ball game. Um, it should be about getting you excited game. for it. Yeah. The whole time angle is just, I don't know. It doesn't work. Yeah, um, I hate that. I mean, if you're going to a game, it's going to be three hours. Yeah. Like, enjoy it. I enjoy being at a baseball game, too. So yeah. why don't I? Don't, yeah. I don't get, like, let's um, cut it down, blah, blah, blah. It's like, geez, you guys need to go watch uh, hockey. Yeah, it, it's probably, like, the attention span of the younger generation that they're guaranteed, guaranteed. Um, True, yeah. Because, you know, the attention span is so short. Instagram ruined yeah. everything. Do you have like a favorite stadium or two away from here that you try to go to as often as the team's going to or something? Or they're um, like, wow, this is the one. Philly is really nice. Is it? Um, yeah. I haven't been there. I think I told you to go there last year, right? Yeah, yeah. I want to go. Um, I wish I could experience um, Pittsburgh a bit more. I was only there in 2014 for the wild card game. But just oh. walking to the ballpark is amazing because you're in this art district and... Uh, Actually, there are a lot of skate spots there, but it looks similar it, to ours, like with the water yeah. and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, shooting wise, you um, been to Boston? Yeah, that was that was a treat. I, I even got to go inside the Green Monster and. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, Chicago blew my mind. Oh yeah, Wrigley, you can <laughs> never go wrong. Yeah. And all the improvements they made, it's, it's yeah, it's pretty cool. And the whole village they built to the side, which I didn't get to walk through, but if it's anything like what the cards have in St. Louis, then yeah, it's do pretty you think amazing. That the Giants are going to do what Wrigley did, like put the pitchers behind the fence like that or something. I hear they keep uh, talking about moving the I think warm up from the side. Yeah, I think they will, but you know that's above my pay grade. But I only know what I've read and. Mm. Where they put it, I don't know. Right where uh, the garden is. They could do that, and they could have a great interaction. The fans could have a great interaction for those players out there yeah. in the bullpen. I think Mac was talking about that. Not that he's an authority, but you know, he was just throwing out a suggestion. But um, is there any stadiums you haven't been to? Cleveland, Minnesota. I haven't been to the new Miami Stadium or the new Atlanta Stadium. New Comiskey, I haven't been to. Toronto, I haven't been to. Man, I think I'm missing a few more. We went to the new Comiskey. I've been to one you haven't been to. Oh, wow. <laughs> and old Camden, I haven't been to, but I'll, I, I will be going to. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, Camden's awesome. Yeah. I went there in 2010, I think. It was empty. Actually, one of the guys I went with caught a foul ball. 
From the tech bros to the homeless, what's going on with San Francisco? Man, I mean, it's easy to put things out of sight if you're zipping through your Uber and not seeing, not walking down Sixth Street or something like that. And it's easy to desynthesize yourself from what's really going on in the city. It's it's pretty sad. Even by the ballpark, walking around, it's like yeah, just the, the homeless. Station. Yeah, or even on the platforms. I mean, people are making their own little tents here and there and I feel for them I mean yeah I try to help out when I can but um I don't know it's like this the, it's the two extremes major, yeah the two there's extremes there's no mid-class um, that much and these dudes on their uni wheels and the electric skateboarder yeah. like, it's like business dudes on electric skateboards I'm like what it, this is back to the future they predicted it. I know <laughs> it's crazy oh I got a good one too on these driverless cars that are about to come out, who's going to change the tire if they get a flat tire? How's that work? It wasn't a word. We're going to have driverless cars. Yeah, but, uh, not, I think it's going to replace Uber. Is going to be driverless taxis. I'm not going to ever get it one. I would be concerned. All right, let's play the game where um, I see something and the first thing that comes to your mind. Uh-oh. Blue plate. Fried chicken. Barry Bonds. Best player ever. Ice cream. Gelato. Uh, Candlestick Park. Swirling Fog. Thrasher Magazine. The Bible. The Dodgers. Sucks. <laughs> Skateboarding. Is my life. Tim Lincecum. The Freak. San Francisco. Where else would you rather be? I agree. I mean, you've been shooting probably most of your life. Yeah. But so you saw the difference from social media instagram mm -hmm. all this stuff like that must have changed your job completely or your the position you have before instagram and all that stuff i don't know like it was a lot different yeah um definitely um with technology there's always change i mean just even starting my photography career or just photography in general back in the 80s and i was using film analog and transitioning to digital that was what mid 2000s completely uh so you were shooting and developing yeah we would shoot Develop and the then film. ship out our film get it processed and uh where would you get send it to uh new lab they're no longer there though on bryant right? yeah yeah that's but, where we used uh, to take the skate photos I, yeah i miss bringing in if we pushed you know, take a snip test or whatever i mean i, I miss all that stuff but uh -huh. um but yeah now with digital it's I think it's actually more work. Sorry, let me turn this thing off. Oh, it seems like it has to be more work. Yeah. Like before it feels like you would take some photos and probably be looking for like the best three the best for the frame. next day or something. Yeah. Now you're shooting like 50 Instagram photos. I know. It's just, uh, it'd be, it would be fun to like teach a photojournalism school and have them all shoot on film uh -huh. so they could savor 36 frames. Right. And I think that would make a huge difference as to how people shoot. I don't like machine gunning games. I mean, I, sometimes I do, but it's like, what am I going to do with all this crap other than yeah. delete all the, the crap? Yeah, I think that would make you appreciate what you're doing a lot more. Um, Having more of an instinct for what's about to happen. Yeah, and maybe stuff. a reality check for some people. Some people I see in the dugout or in the photo pits, they're like, I can't believe you're shooting this much. Yeah, that's how skateboard contests yeah, are too. Yeah, yeah. Me and Bryce were laughing. There's like 
these two people at the combi contest I was just at, and they're just like, <laughs> and you're like, what, what are it, these guys doing? Exactly. And it's so annoying, and also like, what's going on with their photos? Like, where do those things end up? Yeah. I heard one guy at a hockey game shot 10,000 frames. I would hate to edit 10,000 frames. And what, again, 10,000 frames of what? Yeah. <laughs> um, just quantity is never, it, will, it won't equal quality. Right. Or if you find that one golden nugget, great. But, you know, if you're not focusing on what you're shooting and waiting for a moment, uh-huh. then maybe photography is not for you. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel the yeah. same way in the video world. And they made everything so easy for everybody that everyone thinks they're a professional, too. Yeah. I noticed that you changed your kid up, though. For, you know, I went so, from, you know, yeah, Canon to Sony. Um, the local rep lent us his small kit for spring training two spring trainings ago and he only gave us one sony native lens and gave us an adapter for the canon lenses we just had mixed results during spring training um anything shot with that sony lens was like tech sharp and amazing but the converter we had for the canon lenses just probably wasn't the best everything just came out mushy and uh, we're like whatever and then the rep reached out again and uh he was just doing his due diligence and uh he goes, hey, I'm gonna send you out bigger kit with the 400 that's not out yet. And uh, my coworker Susanna Mitchell and I, we were just test shooting, and within 10 minutes, I'm thinking I need to switch. This is a game-changing lens, number one, and the camera bodies, which I kind of got used to eventually. Um, I was like swayed immediately. What is that? The A7 or the A9? A9. It, it's their sports camera. Oh, okay. It shoots 20 frames a second. Oh. Not that I need 20 frames a second. But. And so you don't use Canon lenses with it? You, you don't use converter? Uh, so, you just use strictly Sony? So when I ended up buying two A9s and some short Sony lenses uh, last August, September. So when I was using the long lens, I still had my Canon 400. I was using an adapter for that. And I bought a better adapter, the Sigma MC11. I think that's the one. And yeah, it was fully functional. And oh. uh, I, I got all the ability of the A9 maxed out with that Canon lens. So I was very happy. I was just uh, yeah. down in LA and uh, Anthony Acosta, he's, oh, yeah. he just switched over to, he said he's been talking oh, yeah. we, to we, about- We'll text each other, yeah. compare photos. And <laughs> actually uh, the 135 that just came out, I bought my coworkers and uh, I just sent him a frame and, and he sent me a frame from his, what he shot with a 85 millimeter and uh, yeah, we're just both blown away by the quality and this autofocus is just the AI that they put into it is it's just mind blowing. Really? Yeah. Gotta look into this. Yeah, thing. it's it's full frame or three. It's full frame. Okay. Yeah, it's crazy because it spent about six to six hundred dollars to switch over, and that's two bodies, a four hundred, seventy two hundred, some short lenses, and that sixty six hundred had I spent on Canon would have bought me one new camera body and a battery. Oh, so it's a lot cheaper. Well, I, I was able to sell off gear too, so just doing my internal math, I mean, that's... Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, it just made sense for me to switch over. And those cam- cameras um, in my world have a big reputation for light sensitivity. Like, mm-hmm. supposedly, like, low light, they, they're the best by far. Yeah. So I've been looking at that, like, to do video projects, like, you can... Do them almost in the dark. Yeah. 
granted, I only have the A9s, and it's pretty impressive, but I hear the, the 7 Series, it's supposed to be amazing. Um, I'm looking to pick up an A7R3 down the road as a third body, but nice. also I hear rumors about the A9 Mark II coming out, and like... That's the thing with modern technology. Every time you buy something, a new one's right around the corner. But yeah, Sony's being smart. If the rumors are right, they're going to kind of follow the path of what Nikon and Canon do. You know, they'll introduce a camera like mm. before an Olympic event, which is 2020 in Tokyo. So oh, right. um, that's always been the case. That's- those professionals can give it thorough test run sure. for those cameras. And uh, I mean, I'm sure Canon and Nikon will be introducing something yeah. as well. But it's so crazy like and then you get everything dialed in and then something else and you're like if it's going to produce something really nice then i could start growing my kit well i definitely need three bodies i only have two right now but if i end up having five somehow i mean i could always set up remotes do you run two at the same time like one around your neck and one i never wear anything around my neck because i was told never to do that because it's going to pinch your nerve so it's always over my shoulder yeah that's probably one of the tips i got from my friend Russell yet at the Chronicle because don't ever do that. Yeah, at a baseball game, I, I just have my second body like either on a chair next to me if one's available or on the floor and I'll switch depending on the action. For people that don't know much about sports photography, who are some like legendary people that you look up to? Um, there's Michael Zagaris. Yeah. I, I'm sure you've heard I, of him. He's got he, epic like music and sports yes and politics you name it um it's fun going over his house because it's like a living museum and oh we'll he just, lives in the city oh yeah he lives in hate he'll like grab something a proof sheet and just give you the entire backstory of that day and his style i try to emulate as much as possible and actually he did my dad did his black and whites um oh. developing you know, the a's and niners of course and uh i would just yeah i've known zeve all my life He's a, he's a San Francisco treasure for sure. He grew up in the right era. He yeah. got to see like Bob Dylan at Golden Gate Park. And oh, just the craziest, uh, like cool stuff. And being an intern for Bobby Kennedy. I mean, oh. Eric Clapton told him to become a photographer. I mean, wow. He, my friend Brad said he's almost like Forrest Gump in terms of the interaction he had with all these people, yeah. like in music and politics and sports. And uh, it's crazy. Yeah, that's amazing. Kind of get down to wrapping it up. Uh, today's your guys' day off. Mm-hmm. What usually goes down for a typical day off? Like, is everybody... How many of the Giants are single? Maybe just a handful. I think most, most are married. So most pro- are family, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're just, like, hanging with their wife or kids or both. Mm-hmm. Or girlfriend. But, um, I mean, with so many new players also, it's like, I really haven't met their spouses or significant others yet yeah I, th- I think the joke was always on off day they get a haircut so i'll probably oh. see everyone with a brand new haircut or they've watched a movie those are the two big things i always hear that they do so go to the theater yeah uh, but if they have a family i'm pretty sure they're doing something yeah. family oriented so i saw kruko at whole foods uh two days ago mm-hmm with his wife nice yeah I, he must have a place near us because i always see yeah he's um I think near Momos in that one of those buildings, unless. Oh. But I know everyone kind of like use you know try, we'll try something different every year. Or so. Wow. Um, How does that work? Do they just rent it out yeah, for they baseball rent it out. season? Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. And then so most of the players go home. Most people don't live here, right? Like um, year round. Buster does. Buster does. Um, Crawford does probably. I think he splits time between here or Walnut Creek and uh, Scottsdale. He has a home out there. 
Yeah, they all love Arizona, right? Well, you could train throughout the year and off season. The weather is always going to be in their favor. Um, and plus, our training facility is right there, so it just makes sense. Yeah, if he needs so to go to the cage, hot. it's right there. But I guess off season is pretty nice in Arizona. It's, it's during baseball season that you wouldn't want to live yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> so but hot. It, it does get cold out there, too. So That's um, true. But yeah, off season, I'm sure they're in the 70s, so it's probably like ideal temperatures. Yeah. Yeah. What are we looking for? What do you think? How many wins do you think we're going to get this season? You always hope for 90, and that's always the goal, right? Yeah. Um, that should probably get you, hopefully, you know, I'm always optimist. You know, you always, you know, you, I never book anything for October vacation-wise because, you know, the idea is to be playing in October. So, yeah. you know, hopefully, some way, somehow, we'll get to 90 wins. I like and it. At least be in, in the running for it. Oh yeah. Do you listen to any um, podcasts? Um, not yet. What, but what do you do when you travel? Like you listen to music or audiobooks or like if you're on a five-hour. If flight, I'm on a five-hour, I, I have the ability sleep? to sleep on a plane. Lucky. Whether it's like one-hour flight or a six-hour flight or eleven-hour, I could just sleep. I, I know I have some friends that can't, and that puzzles me. I but. can't. Oh yeah. One other thing. Do you have like a couple all-time photos that you've shot that have a special place for you? I really love the Bumgarner one that you yeah. gave me with the two with the it was beers. Fly beer salute. That, yeah, that, that was really rolls. fun. Just getting into the eye of the hurricane, basically, and getting shots. I mean, as I'm shooting, I don't know what I'm getting until a few moments later. And like when I saw that, like, oh, yeah, great. That's a great celebration shot. And yeah. uh, Did you shoot Barry's home run? Yeah, the, the home run chase was like so, I don't know so many more media members covering it um there really wasn't it was so structured for mlb let's put it that way that there wasn't an organic moment where you could really see the celebration i mean because right after you know he's doing a press conference and yeah. you know it's like okay where was his moment to himself but um i think another moment it's probably ishikawa's walk-off homer that was that, that was, was a lot amazing. of fun i just remember being in the outside first position with my 400 and i'm thinking what am i doing that's just too tight and he shot it with a 7200 nice and loose and after he swung as he's running up the first baseline he it looks like he's floating and it's, it's a nice loose shot and uh amazing was, and yeah. he, he even ishikawa he, what he's had a journey too being dfa'd multiple times and coming through in the clutch like that, that you was, know you always pull for guys like that for sure yeah Cool, man. Well, thanks for uh, spending some time with us and uh, talking baseball to you guys out there. Hope you enjoyed details and we got a little nerdy with the camera stuff, but uh, I think you guys can all appreciate it. What episode should we do this? Should be 21, 22, or 23? 21. That's my favorite number. And so it is written. (laughs) Peace out, everybody. Thanks, Andy. All right. Thanks, Greg. San Francisco Giants, please stand up. Black and orange. Black and orange. AT&T Park. Black and orange. Yeah. Black and orange. We gon' take this to the cold, baby. Bring the trophy back home with you. Black and orange. 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 Represent all of us. Black and orange. Me in the city. Black and orange. Black and orange. Black and orange. Yeah. 
city situation Winning the occupation Division champions World Series destination Yeah Black and orange just the city's hair You are getting one We're about to go on the tear <laughs> Saying Quinn fits to come And bring heat across the plate Tim Lentz come Fair in the day We find a debate Short stop on your block Wind your rebate I tell him with the throw like Buster Posey I'm the coach of the team like Bruce Bochy Been on fire since the All-Star break 2010 Giants, all-time greats Yeah, you know what it is Everything I do, I do it big Yeah, uh-huh, screaming that's nothing When I pulled out the lot, that's done Reppin' the city, when you see me, you know everything Black and orange, black and orange, black and orange, black and orange I put it down Everything looking like it's Halloween Moving like a big dog Riding with my winning team They were sleeping on us So we woke them up Yeah, we woke them up Floodgates opened up Uh-huh, you know what it is Everything I do, I do it big So you hate y'all can carry on About to hit it out the park Barry Bond Black and orange, new era fitted And everybody know I rep for my city it's been a long time, but we finally in it The Giants, the Giants, we won a pin it Back in the days, all I knew was crack sales Hustling tickets, scalping at pack bell And that's with Bonds, hit 745 Riding in my Beamer, I'm ready 745 Yeah, you know what it is Everything I do, I do it big Yeah, uh-huh, screaming that's nothing When I pulled out the lot in the city, when you see me, you know everything. Black and orange, black and orange, black and orange, black and orange. I put it down from the whip to the bristle pit. Black and orange, black and orange, yeah. black and orange. The city I reside is the city I would never leave All black, everything, pocket full of cheddar cheese 415, all city is all in me And Giants big business, but y'all, small pennies Look, triple black muscle car, rally strikes mango If I need my money and you tell me no tango I'm getting on your head like a tango Same old orange and black fitted on my dome at an angle See the SF stand for I'm so focused You clown so fake But me, I'm so ferocious So stop fronting, little homie We straight fire Been champs since we shook up the game in 89 bro. I got my first cat when I was high in 15 SF on my forearm Your best bet be forewarned We be on the field tough The Phillies gon' feel us Orange and black, orange and black Halloween, all about my collard green Giants cap, money on my under that City to the core like gore I'ma run it back You know me, it's Roach G, I keep my candles lit For the kids I want the candlestick with Who are no longer here But I know they looking down like this our year We sipping rosé on a one-way ticket to the World Series You hear me? It's the Bay all day and I'm rapping. This episode is brought to you by Shopify Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did... Please subscribe now.
on Anchor, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like this show, one of the best ways to show some love is to write up a review. I always appreciate to hear your thoughts and detailed reviews are the best way for people to discover us. Also, a big shout out to our executive director, Cheryl Camisa. Shout out. Love it!